welcome to this Sunday morning meeting podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Paul Abel. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the realm of heaven's kingdom. It is only those who persist in doing the will of my heavenly Father. On the day of judgment, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, don't you remember us? Didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out demons and do miracles for the sake of your name? But I will have to say to them, go away from me, you lawless rebels. I've never been joined to you. Everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life can be compared to a wise man who built his house on an unshakable foundation. When the winds fell and the flood came, with fierce winds beating upon the house, it stood firm because of its strong foundation. But everyone who hears my teaching and does not apply it to his life can be compared to a foolish man who built his house on sand. When it rained and rained, the flood came. With waves and wind beating on the house, it collapsed and it was swept away. By the time Jesus was finishing speaking, the crowds were dazed and overwhelmed by his teaching because his words carried such great authority, quite unlike their religious scholars. As he came down from teaching on the hillside, massive crowds began to follow him. Suddenly a leper walked up to Jesus and threw himself down before him in worship and said, Lord, if you have the power to heal me, if you really want to, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the leper and said, of course I want to heal you. Be healed. And instantly all signs of leprosy disappeared. And Jesus said to him, don't speak to anyone but do what you're supposed to do and go and find a priest and show him what has happened to you. This was the Jewish way of receiving declaration of a proper healing in the same way we might go to a doctor. Make sure to take the offering Moses commanded so that they can certify your healing. When you read this, often Christians will read the first bit and think, oh my goodness, am I one of the ones that says, Lord, Lord? Am I one of the ones that prophesied in his name and did cast out demons and did miracles? Or maybe you think I haven't even done that yet. Tell you what, it shows you how powerful it is to do things in his name. Because the key is, Jesus says, I've never been joined to you or I've never known you. There were people that were just using the power of God. And Jesus is talking about people knowing him. And he says, and this is how you'll know me. Like the wise man and the foolish man. This is how you'll know me. You'll take the words that I've spoken to you and you'll live them. You'll put them into practice. He doesn't say you'll be perfect at it. And he doesn't say that when the house stood firm in the storm that it wasn't battered in the storm. In fact, he says it was battered in the storm. Fierce winds beating on the house, but what was true was that it stood firm 
in the wind and the rain. The other house looked just as good. But it wasn't really built on knowing the word. It wasn't built in knowing God personally and being part of his community, his body, his family, and walking together as the Trinity walked together and know one another. He never created us to be alone because God himself is not alone. God himself is relationship. And within that, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they take a responsibility themselves to be in that relationship. Jesus can't sit around and say, the Father didn't give me a hug this morning, I'm feeling grumpy. He would never say that because he constantly takes initiative to relate to the Father. And as individuals, unlike Jesus, we're not perfect, so we get hurt and we can find it difficult to connect. But always, ultimately, the responsibility to connect is the person themselves. And we're all not perfect, so we won't connect perfectly. And maybe you'll try and connect with somebody and they don't make a very good job of it. Well, that's why we have to love one another and bear with one another. Let's just get better at it. But really where I wanted to finish, and I am going to finish with this, is that the, his, Jesus' immediate application of listening to my teaching is what happens as he comes down the hillside. And often they aren't put together because in an English Bible they're in separate chapters. But of course the original text, there's no chapters. It's just a convenient thing that the very first printers made up. It's very useful. We use it a lot. But it's not. There's no such thing as Matthew chapter 8 in the Bible, really. It's just that we've added that so we can look at things up. And the bit that I'm talking about is Matthew chapter 8. After he came down from teaching on the hillside, massive crowds began following him. And suddenly a leper walked up to him and threw himself before him in worship and said, Lord, if you have the power to heal me, if you really want to. And Jesus reached out his hand. He touches the leper and says, of course I want to heal you. Be healed. And that's really very significant because... You can find in the Old Testament, the scriptures of the day, don't touch a leper. The word. But the reason that you didn't is the whole principle that is in the Old Testament that if you touch the unclean, you will become unclean. And Jesus is showing that there's a lot more. He, he, the, the, the reason you don't get engaged with that is because you don't want to become unclean. The reason you don't touch the leper is because you don't want to be unclean. And remember leprosy, it covered a huge range of skin diseases, not just what we would call leprosy. And we know that leprosy is not infectious, but there are many other skin diseases that are very infectious. So it was, a, it was wise advice. But Jesus knows that at the heart of his word is the not to become unclean. And so when he goes and touches this leper, he's actually following what the word really means. 
He's not becoming unclean. The leper is going to become clean. And if there's one word, if there's a word to put into practice from everything that God is saying, if there's a word to build upon, it's this connect with the unclean. And don't be afraid of becoming unclean. Very powerfully, Jesus on one surface looks like he's breaking the very law he's just talked about building upon. But he's saying the he's revealing that the actual word, the actual change that is happening is that now the people of God will change the world. It won't work that we will get unclean from the world. I mean, we can still sin and join in and then we're obviously unclean. But if we are in the world, it doesn't make us dirty. If we sit next to somebody who's in terrible sin, which is probably the truth, you know, often in church even, because we all do stuff, we don't become unclean. It's not what's outside of us, Jesus says, that makes us unclean. It's what's inside us. Nobody here, I don't think, will fall into being one of those that the Lord will say, don't you remember us? Because we may not be perfect, but we are all trying to build our lives on Jesus' teaching. We might have put a wall in the wrong place here and there, but that's okay. Jesus is very good at knocking walls down and helping you to rebuild them correctly. There's a lot of that goes on. The sickness in our bodies is a good sign of how things just go wrong because we live in a dark world. There's so much that means we are ill because of all the stuff that happens around in the world, the way we, chemicals we put in things and that we don't live as fit as we should and all, you know, loads of stuff. I'm not trying to make a political statement. And as we're affected physically, we can be affected in other ways, but Jesus says, actually, the truth is that by the blood, you are protected from being made spiritually unclean. And that blood can be constantly washing you, purifying you, so that as this morning was, we can stand in God's presence. The reason there was that move of healing was, was because so many people were engaging with God by faith. The faith of the gathered people just released the compassion of God upon his people. The leper shouldn't have been touched. But as we saw with that drama and as we've seen with the I am statements, Jesus consistently engaged with people that he shouldn't. And as a church, it's time that we consistently engage with people that we shouldn't. I don't know who's saying they shouldn't, but you know what I mean because that's what we're here for. It's what we see again and again and again in Jesus. And it's that time. I will add, as I'm saying all this, in case anybody misquotes me, I'm not talking about getting involved with things out of a bravado. 
I'm not talking about deliberately engaging in sin because you're identifying with sinners. That's complete rubbish. Jesus doesn't join the sinners in their sin. He just joins with them and talks with them and communicates with them. And he knows he's not going to become unclean through it. Seeing the Christmas trees up today. Do you know there is... You can find a load of stuff about Christians shouldn't celebrate Christmas. It's a pagan festival. The tree's a pagan symbol. The baubles. I read one recently that the baubles are the testicles of some god. Yeah, really. You know, some Christians get, 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 a, hang, get a hand on it, really. This isn't going to, even if it is, it's not going to pollute us. Is, is Christmas Day the birth time of, the, birth, the actual birthday of Jesus well, maybe, probably not. It doesn't matter. If the Queen can celebrate her birthday twice a year and have an official one, Jesus can certainly have a go. It's a time we remember. And you see, the, the, the early church was very wise. They knew that the world doesn't make us unclean. We change the world. And, they made, and, they, and people will say, oh, it's the winter solstice, or it was a festival of lights, or it was Saturnalia. Good! But you know what? Jesus is above all of those. So let's take this time when people like to have parties, and let's make it for Jesus. And you find with a lot of stuff like that, they don't, you're not saying, oh, I want to fully embrace the Christmas trees. They're a wonderful symbol of pagan spirituality. You're not saying that. You're just saying, I'm going to use everything to promote the name of Jesus. This, this, this is not unclean. What would be unclean would be the heart of putting it up. If you're putting it up to celebrate an ancient Egyptian god, then it's unclean to you. But it's not unclean to me because... The star for me is there for the star of Bethlehem. The five-pointed star is for the wounds of the five wounds of Christ. I'll take all the Christian meanings and say to the world, and see the light shine in the world. We were saying the other week, I am the light of the world. Well, as I keep saying, and I'll keep saying it because I think there's something in it. You can only light up the room you're in. Amen. 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 Thank you for overtime, Elka. <laughs> Praise God. <clears throat> A little bit different today. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.